Ladies and gentlemen, how do you are listening to the Synapse Films Podcast, a journey into the world of Synapse Films. So buckle up and enjoy the ride. Susie Banyan decided to perfect her ballet studies in the most famous school of dance in Europe. The killer is coming. The killer's gonna get you. I'm just crazy about this store. I've been expecting you. You thought Iron Maiden was a heavy metal band. <laughs> I'll drink my flavor. Welcome to the Synapse Films Podcast. I am Timo Sabin. Some folks in the horror community know me as Timo. I will be your host on this journey into all things Synapse Films. Greetings, friends, and thank you for listening to yet another episode of the Synapse Films Podcast. In this episode, as always, we'll be checking in with Synapse Films co-owner, Mr. Jerry Chandler, and Noah Chandler will be talking about some news and notes. And our guest on this episode is Synapse Films team member, Steve Roy. Steve and I will be discussing the new release of Phenomena. First up, on behalf of everyone at Synapse Films, I'd like to thank everyone who stopped by and chatted or bought a movie uh, at the table at Astronomicon in Detroit and also at Shockstock in London, Ontario, in Canada. I was in attendance at Astronomicon, had a very good time, along with my lovely wife, Angie, and we were there with Jerry, Noah, and also working the table both at Astronomicon and with Jerry at Shockstock in London, Ontario, Canada, was the official Canadian translator for Synapse Films, Sean Provo. We enjoyed seeing everyone and chatting and hope to see everyone again soon out on the road at a convention near you. Before we get to Jerry Chandler, also wanted to remind everyone you can go to synapsefilms.com and order your copy of Tombs of the Blind Dead and also the standard edition release of Living Dead at Manchester Morgue is also now available. Also remember, July 26th is the street date for the dual format 4K and Blu-ray release of Tenebrae, another Dario Argento classic. Speaking of shipping, we here are aware that there had been some issues and confusion regarding the shipping. Those issues are addressed coming right up from both Jerry and Noah. So without further delay, let's check in with Synapse Films co-owner, Mr. Jerry Chandler. Hey, Jerry. How do you do? Jerry, you've been wrestling with COVID, haven't you? You feeling better? Yeah, I mean, it's weird. I went for two and a half years without it. And uh, on the last, you know, we had four shows in six weeks. And on the very last show, the night I got home, I wasn't feeling, you know, great. I mm -hmm. felt like I had a very mild cold mm -hmm. about to come on. And my parents, who are in their 90s, just got home from Florida. I was going to go see them the next day. And my sister said, you know, can you just take a COVID test just in case? Because, you know, mom and dad are, are up there. Right. I said, absolutely. That's a great idea. And sure enough, it was positive. So I would tell everybody this. Um, 
you know, I had uh, the two vaccinations plus a, a booster. Uh-huh. And my symptoms were so mild, it was like I was about to get a cold, but the cold never really kicked in. I had a very, very mild, mild burning in my chest that I still have, even though it's been about a month. But I've had heartburns from eating a McDonald's hamburger, a Wendy's hamburger that was (laughs) far worse than the discomfort I felt from the chest burning. I mean, it was very, very minor. Like I got some hot sauce or something, you know, that's, it's like, so it's almost faded away. Uh You can barely tell. Right. So I would tell folks this, I'm, you know, I'm beginning to figure this out. I think, (laughs) I don't think the COVID vaccines are really to prevent you for, from getting it. I don't think they can prevent you from getting it. Mm -hmm. I think what they are is to mitigate the, uh, effects or the, uh, negative, uh, feeling you get, you know, or whatever the, right. the proper term is, because my symptoms were so incredibly mild that like I would test every four or five days and it would come back positive. I'd be angry. How could I still be positive? Right. And, you know, right. I, so anyways, but yeah, it's behind me now. Good. Good. Um, back to, yeah. I've had friends who claim they can't work out and they, you know, uh, yeah, the long COVID, they call it. That's it's, it's yeah, lingering effects and, of it. Yeah. But that really didn't happen with me. I mean, I, I feel about the same as I felt when I had it, but I don't have it. And I was able to work out and do take my dogs for walks and everything throughout my three week of COVID. Mm-hmm. Well, so I'm glad I'm glad that you are through it and I'm glad that you waited until after uh, Angio and I uh, actually came up to the Detroit area and spent time with you and your family and the Synapse family. I'm very glad it was it was after that because that, that would have spoiled all of our fun. Well, I asked, uh, you know, I asked COVID nicely, hey, can you please <laughs> hold off at least till I'm... You know, I sent Angie and Tim on their way home, and then I got that show after that in Canada. I don't want to be stuck in Canada, so just hold off, and it held off. I came across the border, and it kicked in. Right, Jerry, all you had to say was follow the science. And we could have figured right. all that out. <laughs> we could have figured all that out. So uh, right. uh, that being said, I'm glad you were feeling better. We did uh, have a, a wonderful trip. We took up to Detroit. We spent time with, with you and the Synapse family. Uh, got to see the offices, uh, and you know, you know who who pops in and out of that office. Got to see Don May Jr. for a little while. I got to talk to him. That was nice to see oh, him wow. and chat. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, worth the price of the ticket, I think. <laughs> right, right. So that was very, very nice. Uh, but yeah, even came up there and helped you fulfill some orders. Uh, I got excited and thought I was going to help, and I was going to become a professional. A uh, physical media operations manager there for a moment, and I tried to. <laughs> <laughs> I found my way uh, into the uh, the holding cell of the uh, the disc and helped you guys fill out some orders and stuff. Speaking of that, Jerry, I saw some uh, some corn fusion, some confusion uh, about uh, people were ordering some of your movies, and they were the orders were being split up because they were coming from two separate places but that has changed now could you maybe speak on that a little bit yeah you know it's it's funny you mentioned that you know we in order to properly 
explain, we have to go back to the beginning. Okay. And at the beginning, and I don't mean the beginning of Synapse, I mean the beginning of our quote-unquote special editions. Mm -hmm. So we started by doing two steelbooks, Demons and Demons 2. And, you know, again, you stick your toe in the water and you don't know if it's going to be warm or cold or, or whatever. And, of course, it was the water was hot. We got everything shipped to our office, Don and I, you know, thousands of units on a pallet. We had to carry them all in. We put it up on the website and probably got 1,500 orders the first day. Yikes. So, you know, okay, so now we got to ship them. And, it, you know, if you get uh, 10 orders, it's daunting. You have to sit there and say, okay, I'm going to set aside this much time and I'm going to get these orders out and whatever. 1,500 is just your head swirls. I don't know if you've ever seen the commercial where the people are going online and they want to see if their new website's successful. Uh -huh. So they go, we're going live. And they're all sitting around. They hit the button and it <laughs> says ordered zero. Right. One, two, <laughs> 500, <laughs> 7,000. And they go, know, they and go they, from excited to really concerned. <laughs> yeah. Horrified. Yeah. Because we have this reputation that we ship instantly. You place an order, boom, it gets shipped. Right. So Don and I got to work and we found people to help us. And, and it would take days, days. We would be coming in. We'd have to put all work aside and maybe you could get out 85, 90, 100, 110 a day. So mm -hmm. you could see we had to block out weeks. And we're talking Saturdays and Sundays. I actually went to the post office in Romulus where we were located at the time. Mm -hmm. And I got the postmaster and a couple of his assistants to come to the office on Saturday and Sunday. And the best thing about that is all the boxes, once they were stamped and sealed and everything, they took back to their post office. Oh, right. So I didn't have to deliver them to the post office on Monday. Mm -hmm. But make a long story short, we got through it. And then we did, uh, I think Tenebrae was next. Forgive me if I don't get the order correctly. But after a couple of these, it was, we just, you know, again, no matter how hard Don and I push against the long hand, we cannot make time go backwards. So the <laughs> right. problem with that is that we, we're getting older and older, and this is becoming more and more difficult for two old fogies to do. So lo and behold, our distributor uh, in California, well, our former distributor, but our replicator, CAV, said, hey, we can help you with that. We'll do all the shipping for you. Uh, on the, your next project. Okay, sounds good. And the first time they did it, it was really good. What would happen would be we would get orders and they would be able to retrieve them off our PayPal site. And a, a lot of times people come to your site because they want that new steel book, but they end up perusing the site and they order a bunch of other stuff. So we told them, look, we'll ship everything but what you're assigned, this particular project, you ship those. So when somebody places an order today and they get half the order or whatever, three quarters of it, whatever they've ordered from Synapse, they look on their invoice and it'll say for the piece that CAV is shipping, this will be shipped separately. Now, that's not a great explanation for people, but that's the answer to the mystery. We were having them do the big stuff. Gotcha. So then, you know, 
I don't know what their story is, but things seem to go downhill with CAV. Now, we've been with them, replicating with them for 26 years. I've known these people my most of my adult life. They're all wonderful people from top to bottom. I got nothing negative to say. But their business does not run the way it used to run 26 years ago. Um, there's some problems. So first we switched to a new distributor, but we, we have left our manufacturing with them. And uh, we left that mail order stuff with them because we don't want to see them go out of business or, or be mm -hmm. hurt in any way. Uh, we had to take our distribution away from them because they were just they were doing terrible. Mm -hmm. And the person that brought us to them in the first place, which was a great friend of ours, Jay Douglas, he unfortunately passed away. So we we moved across the country and, and we're with a new distributor, but we left our, our work at uh, CAV, the, the manufacturing and the direct shipping. So, you know, COVID hit. Now you have a plastic shortage. You have all kinds of other problems. They have a labor shortage. They have this and that and the other thing. And things start going south. So if... The fans out there, remember, there's been a few projects where things have not gone absolutely smoothly. So, okay, this latest steelbook is Tombs of the Blind Dead. So we say to them, look, we're going to give you guys one more chance. We want zero mistakes, okay? You have staff. Yes, we have staff. You're ready to go. Yes, we're ready to go. Okay, fine. Tomorrow, we're making it go live. You take over the shipping. They go, Jerry, absolutely fine. I hang up the phone, and they shut down for two weeks. Really? And it's like, what? What's going on? Oh, we're moving. Didn't we tell you? I said, but you're, you downloaded all the PayPal orders. You have them all there. You're not going to ship them? Uh, yeah, we think we could get to it, but they didn't. And they didn't tell anybody. And in the meantime, people are calling on the phone and and are mailing in orders. And those I, me and Noah do directly. So we're shipping. So people start seeing that other people, and this really pisses fandom off. I don't know if I spoke about it last time, but I remember in our first steel book, Don made the mistake of saying, you know, it was a throwaway line. It was you know, order the steel book and we'll ship them out in the, in the order they came because that sounds nice, except you can't use throwaway lines in public because somebody is writing down everything you say and they're going to hold you to it. So we would start getting e angry. I mean, really angry emails from somebody saying, Hey, my friend ordered the Demon Steel book at 6.45 on Sunday, and I ordered it at 6.41 on Sunday, and he got his a day before I got mine. Why is that? Well, there could be a million reasons. Right. The post office, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's the but aside from that, when we're looking at thousands of orders and just a couple of people to try and fill all this stuff, that again, this was our first time, you know, we're not paying attention to what order it came first. We're just trying to get right. these orders out right. to make right. everybody happy. So, again, negative experience. We turn to CAV. This happens. And now, you know, this has been the absolute worst. It seems like 
with COVID or whatever, people are so angry. They're just angry. And we're getting a lot of angry emails from people saying, you know, did my order? Oh, you know, on top of that, PayPal also changed. They put in a, a upgrade or a patch or whatever you call it. And PayPal doesn't work the same way anymore. Our website guy has been for working for weeks to try and figure out why when somebody places an order on the website, we get the order, but they don't get a confirmation. Oh, wow. Yeah. So people yeah. are angry and they have every right to be. Sure. They say, I place an order. I don't have a confirmation. Where's my confirmation? You guys are idiots. Well, we may be idiots, but this happened. And, you know, so it's too much. It's too much. You know, Don, has not been feeling well, particularly, and he's had some issues, and he's the one who sees all these emails and stuff like that. So we just said enough's enough, and starting with our next project, which is, I believe, the uh, Tenebrae mm -hmm. box, mm -hmm. we are going to ship those ourselves, and we don't care if it takes an extra couple weeks or whatever. We're going to do the best we can. We're going to have people come, and we're going to do it all ourselves because us slow is better than CAV fast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, It's such a thing. I guess you would call that an oxymoron. Well, but, uh, I mean, not if, if you can at least control the information. If you know why somebody didn't get their product because – of the time, at least you have that knowledge. You can be honest and tell the people instead of going, I don't know, I got to figure it out myself. If you have an issue with the company and the more the person from the company seems confused and can't help you, the more frustrated you become as a, as a customer, you know? And so I think the, that that's just a good, just to keep it in house. I mean, why not? The like you said, thing, Tim, yeah. is we never get those calls or complaints. I, so either it's the toughest thing to, in the world to do, and we're incredibly good at it, or it's the easiest thing in the world to do, and CAV was incredibly bad at it. Yeah, it's so we right. got to make a change, right. and and we have. So I'm sure with with Tenebrae, everybody's going to be much relieved. All your shipments are going to come from the same source. It's going to be me. It's going to be Noah, who's incredible at what she does, mm -hmm. and. Uh, Okay, thumbs yeah. up. I yeah. mean, that's one thing about us, I will say. You know, I'm kind of self-deprecating, and I don't pat myself on the back. But I will say this. We are pragmatic, and we are open to change. And if we see a, a problem, we, we do whatever we can to fix it. Right. You have to think and on your feet and adjust, you know, for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's what we're doing here. So, mm -hmm. And I've seen it firsthand how you have an efficient way, actually, of getting the orders, putting the orders in the stack, and fulfilling those orders one by one, I helped you do it. So I've seen it and it's very organized how you do it. I can also see how when, when you said 1500 orders and I went, <laughs> even that small amount of time I was with you guys, you know, helping out. That's a lot of work. It's a hell of a lot of work. But remember, that was 1500 orders on day one. By yeah. day five or six, the whole thing sold out. Now you got thousands right right and you're still working on that first 1500 so you know right and you're still but you're still using cav for your replication correct sure yeah, sure. i yeah. mean they, they they're fine as a replicator and like i said i've known these people for over 20 years i mean you've been you know you don't just pick up and leave 
people that you've worked with a big chunk of your life. I mean, they got to eat too. And you know, they have families and, and what I, you know, they've always been friends. I just pulled away what they weren't good at. Sure. Uh, yeah, I've had no problems with the discs, so their, their replication seems to be doing just fine. So like you said, uh, what you do good, great. What you don't, we're just going to have to move along. At least at least it didn't work between the two of you. Right. Ooh, boy, I tell you, Jerry, your life is boring, isn't it? <laughs> it's easy you business. Know, the, Chinese, <laughs> the Chinese have an ancient curse, and that is, may you live in interesting times. <laughs> and these are indeed interesting times. There's no doubt. There's no doubt about that whatsoever. Hey, one thing I wanted to mention, too. Uh, while we were uh, up there hanging out in your office, we had a visitor drop by by the name of Dr. Jamie Wright. And we got oh. to go to a Coney Island with him and, and have some have a delicious, delicious meal. Uh, and that was wonderful. And it was very nice uh, for you to finally get to meet uh, Jamie. Wonderful guy. Wonderful guy. I, I, it was great to meet him. A very interesting person, too. Uh, maybe you want to remind everybody who Jamie was. Or yes, is. he is from um, the University of Michigan Dearborn. And he uh, curates the online Holocaust Museum there and is very involved in uh, getting testimonies uh, from survivors and he was our guest on the episode where we talked about Triumph of the Will and Stalingrad and he was an excellent guest very you could not have a more perfect or knowledgeable guest for a subject or a pair of films than Dr. Ray and he's a cool guy he's a fun guy too you know, he's yeah, definitely he he's definitely not your uh, he's <laughs> he's not your uh, stereotypical professor from the paper chase. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> no, not at all. So, but uh, we had a delicious lunch with him, and I got to tell you, Jerry, do you want to give a now? One of the reasons we were up there, one of them was to visit and to see you guys and everything. Uh, but real quick, there was uh, there was a show going on, Astronomicon, which was a local show, and uh, you had reserved. You had reserved expectations for that show, and I think it went a little bit better than uh, than you even expected it to be. The thing about Astronomicon is it's a multimedia show, and we generally don't do well at multimedia shows or comic cons. We, we do well at horror conventions. However, there were uh, so many people there, and I was actually shocked. I mean, that was our third Astronomicon. There's been five. We didn't do the first one. And when he had the COVID show, uh, there were only a few tables because they had to space them like 40, 50 feet apart. Uh, and we didn't do that one. But we did. We had our best uh, Astronomicon. And uh, it was actually a lot of fun. Uh, I got to meet uh, one of the girls from Vinegar Syndrome who was so nice. I mean, mm -hmm. we we talked off and on over the weekend, and she was uh, probably one of my favorite Vinegar Syndrome people yet, and I like all those guys. So. Yeah, that, was that Jenny? Was that, was that her name? Yeah. I've met uh -huh. her a couple times, a couple times. Now, I'm, a, I'm an old musician. I'm hard of hearing, and she's so soft-spoken. She's so sweet, right. but I really... I was going to say that, too. <laughs> I was, She's a low I, talker. I hope she doesn't think I'm really strange if I lean in toward her too far. <laughs> I swear I'm sure I'm she gets that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I'm strange to begin with, so I might lean into everyone weird. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, no, she's a sweetheart. They're, they're very nice, very nice people. And it's always it's a joy to see them at the shows, too. It's kind of nice to 
see familiar faces and warm and smiling faces too, which they definitely have. Um, right, right, right. But it was, a, it was definitely, I, I had a pretty good time. I mean, you know, it's, it's, uh, I didn't know what to expect. I'd never been obviously to Astronomicon. Uh, or Detroit, for that fact, which is odd. I have so many friends from up there, and I've traveled so much over the years, and that was my first time up there. So that was interesting uh, as well, too. And uh, and we got to witness the the stylings, the the salesman stylings of our good friend Sean Provo all weekend. The guy was a selling maniac. I tried to I tried to compete with him for a while, but that was just a joke. I know no, I you just throw your hands up in the air. I mean, he's a machine. Yeah. It's yeah. like, uh, I don't know if you watch Rick and Morty, but I think they had, uh, they were flipping through channels and the interdimensional TV that's got every <laughs> channel and in infinity channels. Uh-huh. And they go to one where it's uh, man versus car. Uh-huh. And they have a car and a man in a ring. And the car just goes forward, runs over the guy, sits on him, and spins the tire till there's nothing left. <laughs> that's what competing with Sean for sales is. He's the car and we're, we're the man. Right, right. I mean, you just don't, you just shake your head and go sit down somewhere. And if he needs something, you bring it to him. That's, that's, <laughs> That's all. He's very good at what he does. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm. I'm. I tease him, but it's only because he is so good at it. I'm a little embarrassed for myself. <laughs> That's why. Got to meet uh, his friend Carol, who I who I'd heard about yeah. before. So that that was uh, nice. Uh, we uh, Angie and I came over to your lovely home and uh, went down into your very cool and lovely uh, home theater. We met Paige. And mm-hmm. uh, we hung out a little bit, and with Steve Roy, Steve Roy came by, and we watched Phenomena, which uh, coming up here just after you and Noah, we're going to be talking to Steve uh, about his thoughts on Phenomena. That was his, not only the first time he had seen Phenomena, Jerry, that was his first Dario Argento movie. It actually made him more interested in seeing more, so I said, well, we're going to have to come back up to the Detroit area and have another movie night at Jerry's place. And uh, we're going to have to uh, watch another one, maybe another Synapse title. So. You know what, though? I mean, we got to we gotta have a double feature because if he hasn't seen Suspiria, we got to show him that. Absolutely. That was one that he was talking about, too, that he needed to see. So we've got plans for Steve Roy, Jerry. we got plans for him. <laughs> so, uh, and uh, speaking of that, met, uh, met Noah's fiance logan very nice guy met your other daughter leah finally she was very lovely and very wonderful person as well so we had a very good time up there and we wanted to thank you and everyone else for showing us uh, such hospitality and we really enjoyed it and we're looking forward to coming back up there again if you guys do astronomicon we'll probably do that again we will and you you will very good and uh i want to thank you and your wife for coming that oh, was very yeah. nice of you guys too. That you made our week wonderful. Well, we we enjoyed it, and the the, the uh, enjoyment uh, was not enough. We need more, so we're going to be back up there again for sure. So, looking forward to it, and we're going to see. Well, you. before that, yeah. though, we're going to see you guys in uh, Chicago for Flashback Weekend. That's exactly what I was going to say. We're going to see you guys at Flashback. We're going to be together at Flashback, and then we're going to be hanging out at Horror Hound uh, coming up later after that too. So. We've got events coming up, Jerry, and looking forward to it. Forward to it. So, a um, couple of questions for you. A little bit. Uh, how is uh, how is Tombs doing? How, how is uh, how's everything going with the uh, the sales and everything for Tombs and Blind Dead? Phenomenally. 
Excellent. phenomenally. It's gone very, very well. And plus the universe, the love for it is universal. I mean, we literally have not seen a single complaint. Uh, we didn't use this art. We didn't use this, this, or, you know, whatever. You always get some complaints, no matter what you do or how comprehensive your package is. But so far, not for this title. Good. Good. Not Excellent. for this title. Well, I can, I can announce right now that the next episode, as planned, it's not recorded yet, but as long as everything goes planned, we are going to have the rip-roaring return of Ryan Rock and Rolson. And we are going to be discussing Tombs of the Blind Dead with Rock and Rolson. So uh, looking forward to that on the next episode. And how about uh, this? We're going to talk to Steve Roy here in a little bit about Phenomenon. How is that doing, too? Again, just just great. I mean, people really love that packaging. Good. You know, they love the art. And we and just I want to say there were a, a, a few complaints about the fact that we didn't use the original art. We created new art, which we loved. And we listened. Okay, you want original art? So for Tenebrae, there's X number with our new art, which I don't know if you've seen it, but it's more Wes Benscotter work, which is, oh my, it's breathtaking. It's uh-huh. absolutely breathtaking. But we did do a couple thousand, I think two thousand of the with the original art, and we're we have a thousand, and Diabolic is going to have a thousand. So when you order, you'll be able to order the new West Ben Scotter art, which I highly recommend because it's just amazing, or the original art, you know, which again looks absolutely great. If you're a completist, you got to have them both. Sorry, we don't like doing that to you. We, we're sorry, but, you know, we have to try and make everybody happy. So Right, right. Well, it's hard to win. If you, want, if you want some people with the original art and some people like the West, we'll offer them both, and then you still got, it's still hard to win. <laughs> you no, know? Well, I, I mean, I will them. say that other than the art, the packages will be exactly sure. the same. So if you're sure. not addicted to, to uh, you know, a collect, uh, obsessive compulsive collector, you don't need both versions. Just right. get one. Whichever one you like the best. But uh, if you have to have both, we apologize. <laughs> and they're both limited editions. The 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 West Bend Scotter is more limited, right? That's the, like more of a 2000. No, no. The original okay. art is is way limited. Okay. Okay. So, and then the West Bend Scotter is also limited, though. They're both, they're both limited yes, editions. Yes, they're both limited, but there's probably twice as many sure. of those. And they're steelbooks? No, they're the uh, uh, boxes that were packaged, uh, you know, the same type for Phenomena. Gotcha. We're going okay. back and forth because there's people that love the steelbooks and there's people that love this packaging, and we love them both. So we got another title coming out. I don't think we've discussed it, and Don hasn't greenlit me to talk about <laughs> okay. it. Okay, okay. But mm-hmm. it's a major title. I literally was competing against all my fellow labels including some very big ones for this particular title, but we got it and it should come out in the fall and it's going to be a steel book. I can't say what it is yet. So we're <laughs> going back and forth between them, but uh, right. you know, they're both beautiful ways to go. They're so much nicer than, you know, regular packaging. And the street date, according to your website, I believe is July 26th. 
if that's what it says, you know, I, I leave that up to Don, you know, all the technical stuff and the production stuff is really his department. I will say this though, that, you know, this uh, podcast isn't going up tomorrow and we are getting low on the limited, limited, super limited uh, original art version. So if you're inclined to get that, I would go and check right away. Oh, pre-order that. Cause it's the pre-orders are getting pretty stacked, huh? Yes, especially for that one, because we did a lot fewer of that one than the other. Another thing, Jerry, I just wanted to mention real quick that me and you are, are have been discussing and I have been working on. And I just thought I'd let everybody know that uh, we are going to be trying out an Impulse uh, podcast as well that you will be able to see right here on the same platform. Uh, but we thought, hey, why don't we give, uh, why don't we keep people updated on the impulse uh, side of things, and do it a little more exclusively too, because we know they have their dedicated fan base too, just like the Synapse does. So looking forward to that. And, Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, and I look here's the thing for me. You uh, when I was up there, you you provided me with with some of the impulse stuff. I am not. This is interesting for me because I'm not an expert on this stuff. The the value of the film to the to the individual is what it is, but but the history of them and and how they came to be, where they were. I mean, I just find that stuff pretty interesting, I, just in general as a film fan. I don't really care what kind of film. It's there, like you said, it's film, and I find it fascinating. A lot of what I find fascinating is that I'm not an expert in it, and I don't claim to be a professional expert or anything, but I'm pretty knowledgeable about movies, as most of us and people listening, I'm sure, are. This is something where I'm not the strongest. So I think it's going to be very interesting and it's going to be educational for me, which will make it fun. So I hope people enjoy that. I've got an interesting question for you, Jerry, too, because, uh, you know, the summer's summer's getting rolling now and, and the shows are, are going and everything. And you just mentioned a title that, that, you know, you haven't gotten the green light to talk about. So I'm going to be I'm going to be funny here. And I'm going to try to I'm going to try to pick at pick your brain a little bit and try to get information out of you that you don't want to give. And you hate this, but I'm going to do this in a very very kind way. So, go ahead. Let's say in the next 6 months, if you had if you had to say how many do you have titles first of all that that Synapse will be releasing in the next 6 months? You know, it's a, such a great question. But I can't answer it. But I can answer this. Okay. Again, I said earlier in the podcast, and I'm sure I say this in every single podcast, and I probably say it to anybody who ever asked me a question ever. But, you know, we're a big company with a small staff. Uh -huh. There's just me and Don. And then there's Noah. And then there's Charles. And there's you and uh, everybody else. Mm -hmm. But the core is me and Don. And because there's so much to do and so so few people who can actually do the actual running and technical part of the business the technical shit and the the uh scheduling and everything that's all got to be asked by don but i will add something to that you know don has had some medical issues he had a surgery a few months ago or a month ago or whatever it was and people may have noticed because he hasn't been doing shows with me. It's been me and Noah and you or Ryan and Jen or Sean, Carol, whoever. But Don hasn't been there because he's got some more medical issues. And 
he was his next, he's got to have another surgery and it's going to keep him knocked out for a while. It's going to take him a while to recover. So he has been working harder than I've seen him work in 26 years. He's been working on multiple projects at the same time. Every time I talk to him, he says, I'm watching this. I'm watching the Blu-ray of that. I'm watching <laughs> the this. Because remember, Don is the guy with the eyeballs, the All amazing right. eyeballs. And he, he watches everything. And it's funny because we were talking about some competitor, friendly competitors releases and why they aren't as good as ours. And it's because Don sees everything and he sends it back with a, a list of what to fix, what to fix, what to fix. He doesn't miss anything. And he bounces it back, bounces it back, bounces it back till literally everything is fixed. Most people can't see what he sees. To, to ask to get something fixed or they feel the issue is so minor and the time factor is so important because we have this hard deadline we have to live with and whatever. And nobody notices anything anyways. They, you know, when you look at a synapse title, you say, Oh my God, this is amazing. But you don't know why you just know it's, it's really nice. Right. If you look at somebody else's version of a different title, you're not going to say, why didn't they do what Synapse did? You're going to say, this looks pretty good too. Right. You know, and not know why it's not perfect. Right. Right. As someone who's an audio guy, you know, who, who asked, who, who has asked for revisions on things like that. <laughs> I know that like people like Don can drive guys like us absolutely crazy because some things oh, yeah. are negligible. But I will also say that, most guys like us, after the whole project is done, appreciate that perceived neurosis. It's very painful going through it. I remember saying to Don, no, not another, you know, or remember the story I told about sitting in the hotel room and, and early in the morning before a Saturday, oh, all sure. hung over from Friday and Don going, <laughs> we got a problem yeah. with basket case too. Yep, yep. <laughs> and it was one frame. Right. You know, so it's a it's a very painful process, but I think what I was trying to pull out of you is that you know you guys have done a good job, and I and you've explained on this on this podcast why that that you guys don't have the same deadlines that maybe other companies put on themselves or have and stuff. So you guys might take a little more time, so you don't announce things anymore until you're very close to being able to announce that street date as well. Like you don't announce, hey, we just acquired this title, now we're gonna start working on it. You don't do that anymore. And so it, some other companies do that. And so I'm doing. I'm pulling out of you that there are, even if you don't know what the titles are, oh, there's titles being worked on and just, just oh, yeah. you wait, you know? And that's yes, sort of what yes. I'm pulling out there. <laughs> yeah, but I can't, yeah. I mean, it I don't want a title. A, I just, you know, like, yeah, I was just saying, let everybody take know. take a master yeah. uh, prosecuting attorney, you know, <laughs> from, that would, uh, <laughs> you know, that would, to try and get it out of me because, <laughs> you know, you're asking a question and I'm sitting there thinking, well, if I say this, I know by the time <laughs> the podcast is over, I'm going to have 20 emails saying, well, why isn't it out? Why'd you announce it? Why, where is it? Why is it? Where is it? Can we see the art? Why, where, what, who, 
And it's just, so I'll you know, lift you the veil. I'll lift the veil. What I was going to do is ask you, uh, are there titles coming out in the next like six months? I expect you to say yes. And so then I, and then I was going to ask you, I know you're not going to give me a title and I don't want a title, but in a perfect world in the next six months, could you give me a number of titles that you hope to be released? Absolutely not. I didn't think you would. <laughs> because my mind just doesn't work I that know, way. I know. And, and I don't yeah. know if Don's does either. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're small enough where we don't have a giant overhead where we have to produce right. titles because in the first month they'll sell this much and we need the revenue and this and that. We will release it when it's ready to be released. But I will tell you this. I did think of a title, and I'm sure Don is not going to be annoyed with me because we we told everyone we were putting it out about five years ago and we only found materials last year so uh but it's almost done don told me he watched the blu-ray and the dvd versions of the film and they're both great and it's a go i don't know when the release date is but i know it's pretty much finished and that's a movie that we were shocked how many people are dying to see it. It's Creature from Black Lake. Oh, I'm one of them. I'm one of them. Yeah, I know. Yeah, You're a yeah. big Bigfoot guy. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, no, and, and he said it's it's actually a really good movie. It could be the best Bigfoot movie ever made. I think so. That's what I'm, well, no, 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 not ever made, but, but as far as like, especially in that era, like in the seventies, especially when they were doing stuff like Boggy Creek and everything and the, and the weird faux documentaries and stuff, that one stood right. out as more of a, uh, it, it, it's a hybrid of a, of a true Bigfoot lore. So someone who's like really into like the finding Bigfoot world and actually going out in the woods and stuff, will find something in this movie, but then it's also a horror film. And the way they put the way they marry those two things together is pretty good. Because I got to tell you, I've spent some time in the Bigfoot community. That's a whole another subject that we'll go through. We'll, we'll discuss whenever that movie comes out. But they don't like the horror movies. This is not. This is like a totally different world. Like this is more of a of a wildlife thing to them. And when people put a horror film out with Bigfoot, they get very offended by that because it's not a horror. It's not a monster. It's an animal to them. Yeah, they take it very, very seriously. Yes. But I will yeah. say this, Tim. I want to tell everybody. I, I don't know if Don was leaving it for an Easter egg, and I'm going to uh, blow it for everybody. But uh, I will mention, you know, as we all know, Don is an expert in both the visual and the audio, auditory uh, worlds. And he swears to me, he swears that there's a scene where they're sitting around a campfire talking at night. And he swears that in the background, he hears somebody fart. <laughs> and they left it in. So, of course, he left it in. So, you know, when we say uncut, <laughs> we mean uncut. Uh, I will have to see in the finished product if it makes it through, you know. If it, if it makes it out there, but I'm telling you, he swore. He said, Jerry, I said, come on, maybe there was a noise or, you know what? He goes, it was a fart. <laughs> Somebody ripped one. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so that's a highlight. Yeah. <laughs>
Uh, now, is this the... F I can see people coming up to the table. Now, is this the version with the fart or without the fart? All the versions <laughs> will have the fart. Okay, very good. There won't be, like, any special packaging or, like, a gas mask or anything for the fart version. I, I, I can't promise that, but <laughs> we'll see. Right, all right. Okay, Jerry, well, on that, on that note... Um, I guess we'll let you go here. Uh, we're, and uh, hey, everybody, keep an eye out here pretty shortly, I would think, for the the debut of the Impulse uh, Pictures podcast, if you are so interested in that side of the company. And uh, until you hear that, uh, we're going to say goodbye to Jerry, and we're going to say hello to Noah. Talk to you all later, folks. Once again, thank you very much, Jerry Chandler, for taking time out of your busy day to talk to the friends and fans of Synapse Films. And thank you very much for the candid explanation of why some customers were having some shipping issues with a couple of the new titles as of late. And now let's check in with Noah Chandler. Wait inside. Hi, Noah. Hi. I got to tell you, Angie and myself wanted to thank you for all the hospitality when we came up to the Detroit area and hung out with you and your wonderful family, including your mother and your sister and your dad, and also got to meet your lucky beau, Logan, who was a very nice chap. We enjoyed talking to him, but I want to get real here for a second. The whole thing was this. We, uh, we all went antiquing, and that's, that's like the major event that happened when we it were up there. It was a major event. It we, was a blast. It was. I love antiquing. You were in the two to antique with. We have to do that again. Uh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I it do. It has to happen. I have my theories on antiquing. I think that I think you were catching on to them as we were going <laughs> on. Like if you look at something and you think about it, you better grab it, especially if it's something unique, because you're going to obsess. Right? Forever. You're obsessed. Yes. To take over your hopes and your dreams and your thoughts. Yes, right. There's my there's my beer can experience where I'm a fan of the old movie Repo Man. And I always thought it was funny how they have zero product placement in that movie. They have all generic things on supermarket shelves. So it'll say like cornflakes, just like white cornflakes on all the shelves. And they had a beer where it was just old generic beer. So I was at an antique store one time and I saw a beer can. I'm like, oh, Maybe I'll grab that beer can, and it was like four dollars. I'm like, ah, four bucks. I don't know. It's just a, it's just a can. I put it down. I don't think I could sleep that night. I wanted that beer can. Now, every time I go to <laughs> go to an antique store, I buy a beer can. I don't know why. I don't like. I, I'm not, I don't have a pyramid set up. I, I, I don't. I don't drink beer even. So I don't know why I'm doing it. So it's better off when you see something, just buy it. Just buy, just buy it. Just do us all a favor. <laughs> Save your sleepless nights for another time. Right, right. Well, and I'm still, I'm still got my eyes open for a for a cake cover, because you were, you were after the crystal cake. Is that what they call it? Like oh, the oh, 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 like a cake stand. Yes. Yeah, cover. yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I don't even know what it's called. See, and it's stuck in my <laughs> mind. So now, <laughs> me and Angie are going to be at an antique store. I go, better call Noah. There's and I'm gonna call it a cake a cake cover. <laughs> there's one of those cake covers. Cake cover. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those cake. There's one of those cake blankets over there. See, cake so. <laughs> <blankets. laughs> All right. So I a, a very long-winded way of saying, boy, wasn't that fun? It was a blast. It was a blast. I had so much fun. Right. I found a lot of things that I, you know, followed the theory of Tim. <laughs> right. And, 
purchased and I enjoy them in my house now. So I'm not sad. Very good. Yeah, we enjoy it too. It's cool too because it was virgin territory for us because we hadn't been to those antique stores before. So looking forward. Yeah, if we ever come down near you guys, we'll have to antique because oh. that's like I have no idea. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, I've never antiqued down there. So. Oh, it, this is like a this is an antique smorgasbord down here. I mean, it is. There's antique stores. You can't swing a cat without hitting an antique store down here. Oh, so, I love that. Yeah, so, I mean, they're everywhere. So, Okay, so getting getting down to Synapse Business, how is how is everything going with all the merchandise? Is it uh, still shipping out good? Shipping is good. Everything is good. I'm going to probably get some more things that I've just found around the office that should be on the website that have, hasn't been up on the website um we've been selling these violent shit collection pins of the guy from violent shit they're ten dollars each they're pretty cool i'm gonna put those up on the website this week we've been bringing them the sh shows i just it's just been not we've been non-stop here so i just haven't had a day to like update the website but some mismatchy like different merchy things that i'll like one or two will pop up when i was cleaning i found one or two of this one shirt so we'll get You'll see one or two just that's it of that shirt on the website because I found them. But other than that, everything's we're chugging along. It's going well. I'm trying to think of some new ideas. Oh, well, so I, yeah, I, I gave you my wall count, my wall calendar idea. <laughs> the only other thing I could think of is a synapse cake cover. That could be <laughs> you could maybe try one of those. I know one person who'd buy them. But I'm just, I'm just like, you know. It would be cool if it was like the, you know, the sought after uranium glass cover. <laughs> yeah. For the green of Synapse, uh -huh. you know, uh -huh. the glows. I mean, right. I have a whole plan for this antique cover we're going to do. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> and I have another idea. How about a popcorn bowl with the movie yeah. Popcorn? That would be cool. See. That would be cool. We have ideas, guys. We have ideas. Uh, you better grab them while they're coming because they don't come very often. So that, they're that gonna one, go. They're <laughs> gonna go fast. Yes, yes. Uh, and then you guys are doing a hundred percent. Your dad was just talking about this, but you are a hundred percent shipping now, correct? Yes. For all of your products. So that is yes. going through Noah. So Noah will be the shipping meister at the yes. place. Yes, yes, there? yes. There was. I know he talked about it, yes. but there was just in recently it was inconsistent. Anyway, so I've been we've been shipping everything else this whole time. So if you ordered like a Kindred like yesterday, you're going to get it in like three or four days because we we just shipped it yesterday. Right. You know, it's, and you'll actually get your stuff from now on. If you message me wanting a tracking number, I will be able to give it to you. And that's just the best thing ever. Right. Right. Yeah. Because that, <laughs> that can be, makes I, me I, feel good. I didn't even order anything. And that makes me feel good. <laughs> right. Right. Well, I'm sure it can be frustrating if, if you want to if you want to help the person and you're just not in a, in a position to do it. So this allows that this allows you for that. So that there, if there is an issue, yeah, at yeah. least you know what it is. And that just helps. It just helps in general. It'll um, be way more manageable to like help customers with their problems now that I have it all on my computer. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm, not mm -hmm. someone else's computer. But yeah, so I just, I wish I could help people, but I couldn't this whole time. And so I'm very thrilled to be able to do it now. But here we are. So now if you call me, I can most likely help you. Very good. Excellent. <laughs> now, all you're going to need to do, because, see, you saw me in 
action. I, I, I was actually a, I was working for you guys for a day. And I, I, I mean, I have to be at least a, what, sixth or seventh level uh, uh, order fulfiller at this point. <laughs> I mean, I went up there and it only took me, what, a good 15 minutes per order? I think oh, to find so the movies you, and everything. You and gotta to get them. used to it, man. <laughs> yeah, I tried. I tried though, but at uh, least there's like a cheat sheet up there now, where it tells you in each row where everything is. Tim, Tim, I have a story. When I first worked for Synapse, this was like two or three years ago. He doesn't uh, even. Dad doesn't remember when uh, I worked in the Romulus office. I used to work, come home from college, and work for the summer in the Romulus office and help uh, him out. And I did, I just did the same thing I do now, but I didn't have an email. I wasn't official. So I was right. like, I pulled all the orders. So I would go upstairs when they were still at the steel mill. And it was like, you went into like where the steel is capped, like the big room. Uh-huh. And you went up these like rinky-dinky stairs that I swear <laughs> to God, the stairs are going to fall off. You're going to fall down and die. Uh-huh. And I just would slowly climb the stairs and at the top of the stairs like just precariously put about was boxes of dvds uh-huh. not in order <laughs> just in order of like when they were put out like right. as if i know that right so i'm like have a list of everything i have to pull that he gave me and i'm walking row by row it wasn't like how it was this was just on the floor there was no like shelves. <laughs> so i was walking row after row looking for discs in the boxes reading the numbers you know what i mean so uh-huh. it just Oh my God. So I'd go up there for like two hours looking for everything. And then I'd have to call dad and he'd be like, what are you looking for? It's over here. Like two seconds. (laughs) And I like couldn't believe I was so angry, but now we have cheat sheets and stuff. So it's super easy. Like if you came back today and tried to pull again, you'd find it faster. I I, I didn't understand the cheat sheets, but but what I did is I sort of like, I walked up and down the rows and I started understanding the, the logic behind how things were, organized on the actual because the cheat sheets were scary and they were frightening to me because I didn't understand them and uh I kind of understand I sort of understand the uh uh the 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 dorm room logic of <laughs> of having all the boxes on the floor too of, of like oh no it's in the back corner over there come on it's C for corner it's over there you know, right, so, like it's see through, like there's an invisibility cloak on it. You right. just walk around the room ten times, and it's right in front of you. Right. Well, and, and I did see there was a definite good method to the madness there when I was looking at those cheat sheets, but I didn't have time to figure to kind of acquaint myself with them very well. So I'll I just, have to show you next time. It's, yeah. I promise, it makes it a lot easier. All right. Well, that just that just goes to show that next time I'm up there, I'm being put to work, folks. I'm good. That's because I'm damn good at fulfilling orders. I'm telling you right now. He is, he is good at his job. He's a man of many talents here. We loved him. If you had two of me, you could run three different companies and fulfill orders lickety split. I'm telling you probably. right now. I'm just probably, I'm but. probably not telling you the truth right now, but hey, that's what podcasts are for, right? Right. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> right. All right. Is there anything else that you want to tell anybody? Any any problems any questions or any confusion going on with anybody that you want to address or no i don't think so my only thing that it's not like official Mm -hmm. but i encourage people to do so on twitter maybe facebook too but on twitter or facebook if you've purchased any of our merchandise which i know many people have if you take a picture of you in any of your synapse merchandise so your hat your sweatshirt your t-shirt whatever it is, you can post a picture of yourself, 
and tag Synapse Films. Um, we will probably start retweeting them because I want to boost that a little. Okay. And that would just be cool to see customers wearing Synapse stuff. Sure. Uh, and so if you do, just post a picture for me and tag right. Synapse. And then we'll start boosting those so people can see like the Synapse merch and how you can help represent Synapse if you you right. feel like it. You get your 15 minutes of fame, right? Then after right? that. Yeah. You want your 15 minutes of fame on the Synapse Twitter? Post yeah. a picture of yourself wearing merch. Yeah. Now, does this go along also like if someone buys like a disc or a movie too? Can they like take a picture and and, and tag sure. you? Or are we, are we just strictly talking about like like the merchandise, like the shirts and the... Like, can I take a picture? I don't have to just take a picture with my lip balm, right? I can also take a picture with like my brand new shiny copy of tombs of the blind dead yeah like just take a picture so i can see your smiling beautiful face excellent okay. uh just to, or your sassy you know whatever portrait you want to do it's up to you i don't care excellent all right well no we will talk to you next time and thanks for giving everybody updates on the merchandise and the shipping up there at synapse of course i'll talk to you guys soon Once again, thank you, Noah Chandler, for also taking time out of your busy day to talk to the friends and fans of Synapse Films, and also thank you for your candid comments. Up next, Synapse Films team member Steve Roy and I have a conversation about the Dario Argento film Phenomena. Like to welcome to the show Synapse Films team member Steve Roy. Hello, Steve. Hey, Tim. How you doing? I am doing great. Steve is, uh, I would say, you're a team member. You're a part of the road crew. If you enjoy this episode and want to talk to Steve a little bit more, you can be found at the table at Horror Hound in Cincinnati most of the time. Correct? That's correct. Yep, I'll be there. Steve, thanks a lot for uh, for talking today about the film. Phenomena. Uh, this was produced in collaboration with Arrow, the release that uh, we have here. And Angie and I uh, just recently had came into the Detroit area where you live and where Synapse uh, is also from. And we all got together at Jerry's beautiful home and went down into his very cool home theater that he has in his house. And we all together watched the movie Phenomena. And so uh, we were thinking, well, let's just sit down and talk about our thoughts about the movie. Now, this is very interesting to me because you had said that you had not seen this film before, have you? No, that's correct. I, I had not seen the film before, really didn't know anything about it, except for looking on the cover, seeing Jennifer Conley and going, oh, yeah, that's right. She's, she, this is one of her first films. But other than that, didn't know anything about it. Now, you've, have you seen some other Dario Argento movies? No, I haven't. So that's another thing, too. So, you know, I know he's got Suspiria. He's got uh, several, several other ones, yeah. but I had not. So I kind of got exposed. This is my first exposure to him. A little bit about the film, just to kind of set it up. It's, it's Jennifer Conley is a girl who has a paranormal almost connection with insects. And she has a very famous father who's an actor. And she is sent to a, a private girls' school in, I believe, Switzerland. And uh, now, just so you know, this is a very similar setup to the movie Suspiria. 
uh, very similar, where that is a, is a private girls' dance academy. Uh, there's a young lady who gets sent there, and there's, there's horror afoot. I just wanted to ask you, as somebody who hadn't seen this before and is not as familiar with Argeno's work, did you find it hard to follow? Um, no, actually, I didn't find it hard to follow. Um, you know, I think it was it was it moved along in a way that where you could follow it. You know, of course, it had some twists and turns. You know, that's that's normal. Uh, and so, yeah, in, in that, that sense, I think it was it was okay to follow. So my first impression was, okay, yeah, this is I can get this. I understand what's going on. And again, I like the twists and turns and and kind of makes you guessing. So, uh, yeah, that was my initial thought. As you, as I said, we were all sitting together. I think you could tell I had a real strong reaction to the chimpanzee. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, I, mean, I, yeah, I can comment on that later. I, I wanted to talk about that a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, as soon I think I made the comment, oh, boy, there's a devil monkey. You know, <laughs> it's like right away, it's like, I mean, you know that when you have a film and they're setting up all these different characters and devices and you have a chimpanzee, it's like, oh, boy, oh, boy. So, the the film is set up to where yes uh, Jennifer Connelly uh, you know she is a new student at this uh, private girls school and there are you know murders occurring it sort of stumbles into the story very quickly in a way how did you think how did you settle into this film did, what really made you kind of grab you and set you into the plot yeah I think you know the the premise was set up with an initial murder. And, um, you know, that, that grabs you right away. You know, Jennifer Conway, we know what she's doing here and how is that going to tie into this murder and stuff? And, and how is she even going to help? Is she going to be a victim is, you know, probably not, but you still, you kind of wonder. And then, like you said, with the thought of controlling insects kind of makes it so sort of supernatural. So I thought, okay, I think I'm going to see a sort of a supernatural kind of, uh, uh, killer, uh, movie, uh, you know, c- combined with some, 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 uh, I don't know, some, some grossness or morbidity, I guess, with, with some of those close-up shots that, that you see. So that's kind of my initial thoughts. Right. It's interesting too, because it's sort of a kitchen sink movie. And exactly. that, and that's why yeah. I was asking you, was it hard to follow? See, when I saw this movie the first time, when it first came out, when it was played in theaters here in the States, it was called Creepers. And the movie that we watched was probably the most complete version, which is called, I think, the hybrid version. So we basically saw the the Italian release, which is the longest. I think it's 116 minutes. We saw the most complete version of the movie, basically, that's available to see at this point, which is good. Because what I saw was 83 minutes. Yeah. So there was literally like a half hour taken out of the film and it didn't help the narrative. Yeah. So it, it, it's such a kitchen sink movie that although I like a brisk movie, a faster movie, it didn't have enough time to breathe. And right when you were trying to get wrap your mind around something, the next thing would happen. And so you would kind of almost lose pace. It was almost too quick, you know, in a way. Look, when you have... When you have a young lady that has a psychic connection with flies, you have a chimpanzee running around with a razor blade, you have an entomologist who, who's pretty creepy, you have you know some nefarious people going on at this, at this private school, not to mention you have the other students at the school. That's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. A lot to process, and I think that also adds to the whole chaos. It's like, geez, which, which direction is this going to go? And you know who who is going to be involved here? Right, all the characters were very nefarious. You know, the head mistress was right on. Right, she she had that creepy kind of stare. You know, when they close up on her face, 
you know, and exactly, you know, you get a monkey who, who runs around with, a, a, you know, a pair of scissors. You know, that's not going to be good. You know, <laughs> eventually, you know, I mean, he, right. you know, I liked how he, he, the monkey grabbed the scissors and then you kind of don't see him and you kind of almost forget about him, you know? Right. And then all of a sudden at the end, you're like, oh, that's, this is where he's coming back. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think there's a lot going on, you know, but I think you just have to, you know, buckle down and, and, and go for the ride and see where it takes you. Right. I'm pretty sure that the last time I had seen this film, there was, there was, a, there was also a 110 minute version, which is a slightly edited version to the longest, the, the, there's like six minutes difference from what we saw. That That's very easy to watch as well. They're, they're really literally tightening up frames. That 83-minute version, which, by the way, I did go back and watch this week because I kind of wanted to see, what did I see the first time with this film? And, man, what, did it hurt the film cutting all of that out. It was too much cut out, and then it did become a little confusing. When we were watching the film together, I liked it more than I'd probably ever liked it before watching it. And I like this movie. I mean, I really do like this movie. And I was very pleased with the fact that that lengthening of the film enhanced it instead of making it really boring because we were down there, but we might've taken what, one break? Yeah, if, yeah. I mean, it was it, it, it moved along nicely at, at, you know, at a pace where even with the added footage now with the length of movies these days, you know, watching that with the added footage was no big deal. <laughs> right, exactly. You know? And it, it helped you know, because it was bringing yeah. you into the story instead of running away from you, which is what I felt like the 83-minute version was kind of doing. So, yeah, Argento's movies are, are they're different. I said this is a kitchen, you know, a, a kitchen sink movie. It's like, all right, now where did you come up with this stuff? So I was watching the extras, and, I, and I'm, I'm watching Argeno. He says that him and his mother, Argeno and his mother were, I think they might have been in Switzerland or something, but they were on a vacation together, and they were listening to, to a radio program, and there was a news bulletin that there was a murder that had been solved with the use of insects, <laughs> and they called it forensic entomology, and he said he became fascinated with that. And I was like, well, that makes a lot of sense now. <laughs> okay. Yep. Now, now I know where he got that urge to put something like that. He, he got exposed to it earlier. But that's been, yeah, that's been, you know, CSI and people have used that for a long time using insects to, to determine time of death. So it's definitely, it's, 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 it's a science that's out there. So yeah, people just don't want, you know, don't think about it because it's, you know, not the most pleasant, but uh, yeah, it, it definitely has scientific purposes to it. And, you know, the whole monkey thing, you know, it's kind of funny. I don't know. You, I don't know if you ever saw the movie later on. They had monkey shine. Oh, yes. Where the guys, yeah. You know, I was when I saw the monkey for some reason that made me think of that movie. Like, OK, this this monkey's like kind of taking care of this guy and helping him, you know, and right. you know, what what what, you know, what else that it can happen? You know, I don't know. It just made me think about that, because, again, when you see a monkey in a movie, you know, helping somebody, you're thinking, okay, what, 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 how far is that monkey going to go? What's going to happen? Is he, you know, <laughs> you know right, right. kind of makes you think about some, some crazy stuff. <laughs> right. You know, and you did mention the cast too. Uh, a very, very good cast, Jennifer Connelly and Donald Pleasance. I think it was good. I think, I think the acting was good. You know, I think, uh, honestly speaking, I think where, where it suffered a little bit was some of the dialogue was a little bit suspect, you know, but I think the acting was good. Yeah, uh, Jennifer Connelly, Donald Pleasance. Donald Pleasance as the entomologist guy uh, was good casting. Here's something interesting, though. Uh, there was two other actors that they had in mind for that for that role. 
Peter Ustinov. Yeah, he would have been. Which dead. that would have been that would have been pretty interesting. And Orson Welles. Or oh, okay, yeah, okay. So I could I could see both of those guys in that role actually, as well. I think they they both fit the fit the bill. So yeah, it's uh, interesting. You know how that would how that would that, that would have been played with uh, either one of those. Oh, exactly. And Orson Welles was actually. I think under contract to do it, but he fell ill and died like a year uh-huh. later. I don't think he ever recovered. That's when he started going downhill. His health did. Uh, but that would have been interesting. But I'm a Donald Pleasance guy. You know, so to me, like, I can't see anybody else in any role that I've ever seen him in. Uh, and, you know, he always seems to pick up the roles that were meant for other people. Yeah, like he's not the he's not the first choice, but he ends up being awesome, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> even in Halloween, as Doctor Loomis, they wanted either Peter Cushing or, or Christopher Lee. They wanted one of the one of the Hammer guys, and Donald Pleasance was just the guy that they could get. Yeah, and he's perfect. He's perfect. Yeah, and he has that great look. I mean, he has that great look of of fear and anxiety and stuff. You know, like in the Halloween stuff of you know that just kind of uh, you know kind of just goes right through you you know you're like this guy is is he's telling you evil's coming you better know you know right (laughs) i like i like that he's very he's very powerful he he's one of those he's one of those actors that he can make you believe what he's saying in a way i always thought peter cushing was like that if you watch those old hammer movies i mean they're really silly but then peter cushing all of a sudden walks in he's like look i'm gonna take this serious i'm gonna grab this beaker and i'm gonna grab this magnifying glass i'm gonna fiddle with them for 10 minutes I'm going to convince you that everything I'm saying is straight science. Pleasance has, he has that gift. But the scenes between Jennifer Connelly and him, I think are very, very well done. Very well done. And really sets the tone for the movie and keeps the story cohesive. Yeah, you know, again, I think that's, that was one of the elements that it was thrown in there is this, this is not your normal, okay, a murder, whatever, and you know, you have this supernatural element trying to potentially solve a murder case too. So I kind of like that. I thought that was kind of, um, you know, a little bit different. Uh, so you know, I, I like how he inter- introduced that that element, and uh, you know, uh, made you think about, oh, okay, yes, this this girl has some sort of power. She's using it. You know, um, you know the the shots of the insects, like you said, up close and stuff, kind of made you, you know, cringe a little bit. Um, but I, I liked how that was used because, again, it's something a little bit different. It was, okay, well, there's a element of the supernatural and there's some insects. And, you know, ins- insects make you your skin crawl and, you know, and that, that's an right. element of creepiness. So I think that's kind of cool. I, I liked it. I, I, like to, I like to look away from the screen once in a while or, or, or get, you know, cringe a little bit. And that's, it, it did that excellently. I think that that chimpanzee, too, in my opinion, that devil monkey, it's one of the wildest red herrings turned into a hero in cinema. Did you feel that at all? Because this is your first time watching it, too, so I was wondering if you were a little suspicious of that damn monkey. Well, you know what? Like we said from the get-go, with a monkey, you know it's not going to end good. <laughs> I'm glad it ended good in favor of the monkey kind of being a hero because, um, you know, I think at the end of the day, that monkey was, was, was a protector and, um, you know... Uh, uh, that's what it tried to do. Okay, I didn't protect my owner, but I'm going to get some um, revenge. I know who, you know, I'm, I'm going to kill the person who did it. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, I think that was kind of satisfying. Yeah, with all the chaos, I said, okay, this monkey kind of came out of here. 
you know, crazy ending for sure, right? I mean, you know, right. decapitation, and then, you know, a monkey comes out of nowhere with the scissors, and you're like, what the hell? You know, but, <laughs> right. uh, you know, still, I think that that was a good way of, I guess, redeeming redeeming the monkey at the end and saying, okay, there was kind of a hero because, you know, Jennifer Connelly at that and helped solve it, but she was, she was going to be a victim at the end right. uh, as well. It wasn't for the monkey, so he, you know, he saved her and, 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 and kind of ended it all, so... You know, I, a couple elements. I think the cinematography was beautiful. I really did. I just, I, a couple of times when they were just shooting, I, I was looking back, uh, the landscaping and thing. I think that was really done well. You know, I, I think the soundtrack uh, was a little bit uneven, even though the, I thought the choices were good. You know, it, it was how he kind of got the rock and roll in there. But you could definitely see, you know, the volume control was definitely off. So you get this nice you know, some classical, good music, whatever. And then, man, the, when the rock stuff would come, it was like somebody turned it up to 11, and it was like, boom, you know, here comes. And that kind of, you know, threw you back a little bit. But I think, I don't know if that was intentional or not, but it, still, it, you can definitely, you can, you can see the, the difference in, in how he was playing back and forth on the music. Yeah, it's, the music is an odd thing. And that, that was one thing I was going to bring up, too, because the actual scoring of it, you know, is done very well as his films tend to be and then something that he started playing with here in this movie and the movies he produced the, the two demons movies are pretty notorious for this too is that yeah they throw in the the, the heavy metal music now look i like iron maiden i i like i like you know motorhead but these movies are bizarre enough i don't need any help <laughs> i don't need any help tossing me off the suspension of disbelief train you know yeah. and it really is jarring in a way and his use of that is pretty controversial, you know, and it's hard for, I think, a lot of people because a lot of people like his films tend to like that music. But do they yeah. like that music stuck right in the middle of their horror film? And that's yeah. that's that's a question mark. Um, I tend to agree with you there. I would I would prefer it not there or maybe in more appropriate places. Yeah. I think you're right, Tim. I think it's it's I think it's a but you know it's like you just said you're already in sensory overload and then all of a sudden you get this this uh, audio blast at you. It's almost too much. You're like, oh come on, man! I'm already trying to process enough, and then you got, and right. then you're kind of like, oh now you're throwing Iron Maiden at me, uh, you know, as a backtrack <laughs> of all what's going on. <laughs> right, right. So it definitely can you know it definitely can scramble your brain a little bit, you know. Right, right. I mean, and you were sitting there for the first time, never seen this before. I can promise you, you didn't expect that. Negative. Yeah, I, 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 that's the last thing I would have expected to hear heavy metal like that playing in that type of movie. That's what just really threw me off. You know, you're, you're expecting suspense, suspense music and, you know, and, and really dramatic music. And, and, and man, all of a sudden you're cutting into this heavy metal. You're like, where, where did that come from? I kind of like it. Yeah, right, it's right. kind of cool. But, you know, I just didn't expect it. So you're right. It was I didn't expect that at all. Right. right. It's sort of it's almost like uh, did somebody accidentally hit the, the stereo receiver and turn it to radio or something? We lost the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. Something happened. Um, exactly. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm probably on the fence where I'm used to it. I've been seeing Argeno's movies since I was a little kid. So I know it's there. Um, but watching it now with a little bit more of a critical eye, I probably would have not done that or again in a more appropriate, you know, place or whatnot. Um, nice taste in music, especially for back then. I dig it. It's cool. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, here's an interesting, a little interesting, uh, a little side note here. 
the costume designer on this film. Now I'm, I'm, it's a little, I'm doing a deep dive a little bit here, but there's a reason for it because I think this is very interesting. The costume designer for this film, and I do believe it is the only time that this person was an actual single costume designer on a movie, believe it or not, was the one and only Giorgio Armani. Oh, wow. That's yes. A, that's a, that's a interesting uh, little piece of information. Yes. So, huh. You know, uh, now now I ha- now I have to think about uh, about how everybody was dressed. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> then, like, here's the early early beginnings of uh, you know of, of fashion icons. So that's really interesting. Wow, right, right. Um, no? um, what do you think? I'd say a scale of of one to ten. How did you like it? You know, if, if I'm if I'm taking it into the context of when it come out in that era. You know, uh, when I, I would give it a, a seven for mm. sure. I think it was it was you know a pretty strong movie. Um, you know, there obviously it was some some. So I would say yeah, seven to eight probably is what I would give it. You mm-hmm. know, in terms of you know if if I was sitting back and this movie came out, did it did it really hit a lot of my stuff? Things that I like, it did. You know, obviously there's some just some scrambling things going on back and forth, um, but I still liked it. I mean, I, I, I kind of summarize the movie as almost like, I don't know, creepily beautiful. Yeah. It was, it was like, it was, it was really, really creepy in a sense, but I, I loved, I loved watching it because I just liked the way it was put together, the elements and everything. So, um, yeah, I would give it, you know, I mean, I guess I would lean more towards an eight, you know, now that I think about it, I would say a solid eight. Mm-hmm. I would definitely agree with that. Look, I think it's a kitchen sink movie. But most kitchen sink movies don't come with this kind of style. Yeah, I agree with you too. I, I almost thought, you know what? One kind of strange thought to me was like, this is almost a movie where I think if you put it on, turn the dialogue off, and just watched it, you could probably like really enjoy it as well. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's it's kind of so visually moving and stuff that you could. I mean, yeah, you might miss a few things or whatever when there's dialogue, but you could probably get the gist of it and watch it without dialogue and still really and still enjoy it. That's I don't know why it struck me because it really moved. It moved where where it, it told you know a lot of chaos, but visually, you know, you could still see what was going on. Right. And I thought, well, you know, anyway, just kind of a weird observation. I thought these one of those movies where I don't even know if I had to listen to anybody talk. I think I could have just watched it. And followed it along and seen, right. you know how how it progressed, especially at the end. I mean, you could have figured that out, no problem, right? Without any dialogue. <laughs> exactly right. Well, I'm I'm with you a little bit. I, I think then eight eight out of one out of ten. The uh, as someone who sat down to watch this too. Now I've seen this over the years, so I have seen the improvements of the different releases over the year. But I have got to tell you. Now again, this was in, in collaboration with Arrow, uh, but I still think that. That Jerry and Don can be just as proud of this too, putting this, putting their name on this release because it just looks and sounds fantastic. Yeah, I have to agree. With and, you. and Jerry, Jerry has a very nice, clearly a professionally installed system uh, in his home theater too, and it was a, it was an actual just joy, just an actual, an absolute joy and pleasure to watch it down there. Yeah. Yep. I'm a lucky guy, Tim. I go over there uh, every week, uh, twice a week, and we watch uh, stuff on that big screen. So I'm I'm spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> well, how did how did Phenomenon hold up then? The other things that you guys watch down there? Oh, very well. Yeah, I have to. I think it was very nice, very clean. 
Uh, I, I thought, yeah, I think uh, they did a great job. They should be proud uh, that their name, you said, like their name is on there. So, no, I think it held up r- really well. And, you know, the steel books and things like that, I think that's great. You know, people like to know about what's about, uh, you know, what's going on with the movies and the backstories and things like that. So they put the whole package together and whatever, I think is a really, really nice offering. And I think Synapse does a super good job of, of doing that. So does this make you want to watch more? Dario Argento yes, movies. Yes, yeah. It's, when you were talking earlier, I thought to myself, "Shoot, I can't, I can't even say anything because I've only seen one movie." <laughs> but it makes me want to go and see a couple more just to do a comparison right. and say, "Okay, everybody says Suspiria is, is, you know, so much better than Phenomena." Well, I want to, I need to watch Suspiria because I got to see, is it better or is it just because you know it came out before? I, I don't know, but uh, so yeah, I want to watch a couple more and then, I, then I can, I can uh, really maybe comment more, uh, more intelligently on it. What, what do you think of it up against American horror films? Because this is a clearly European film. What I liked about it, what, what I found between, you know, Europe, usually European and, and American movies, sometimes the pace is different. You know, uh, you, sometimes European movies will move slower and you're kind of waiting for things to happen or whatever um, versus a, maybe an American horror movie where things move a little bit faster. Um, I thought I thought it, it the pace was really good at this movie too. So that's what I liked about it. It kind of held up in terms of uh, versus um, um, American horror. And honestly speaking, if you take that kind of genre, or whatever, I think it, I think it was um, a, a, a better story. A good, you know, a good story. Even with, even with the chaos, there was uh, it was well it was still well written. Where the story was still good. You know, part of the chaos is what we all like, right? Oh man, what the heck's going on in this movie? But I like it. You know. Uh, versus some of the American horrors, maybe uh, you know they're 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 good, but I didn't think uh, they they will they captured all those elements that this one did. That's what I like about it. So I think it holds up very strong. I, I would I would put it up against any any uh, American horror movie for sure. You saw a great release of it, <laughs> you know, because it looks it yeah. sounds great, and the extras on this are very extensive. One thing I, I'd like to say too, um, you know, again, like I said, I've I've had pretty much every release of this movie. I I have. The I have the Synapse Blu-ray that was put out and Arrow's Blu-ray. Arrow and Synapse both have put out this on Blu-ray before before they did this one in collaboration together. And what was I found kind of cool is I didn't see a lot of double dipping. Like some of the stuff that's on this release isn't necessarily repeats of things that have been on either of the other releases. So for people that that like myself who have had other versions of this and other releases on physical media. It has different stuff on it, so I, that to me is 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 a plus right there. I'm not a guy that usually buys things for the extras, but a lot of people are, yep. and and uh, it and they and it's man the the documentary on the new 4K is I think it's like two hours. It's and it's very good. Once again, bravo though, very very good, very good release, very good package, and a very good movie. Yes, I think it's really good, and then uh, yeah, it's just. It, I like to see these movies keep coming back and getting restored. Just, you know, people like to see that, you know, they love the movies and when they can see it and the, and the quality that uh, uh, matches up the technology that's out there these days, it's a win-win situation for everybody. Well, thanks, Steve. I, uh, looking forward, I know Angie and I uh, eventually are going to make our way back up to the Detroit area and we would certainly like to at least have another evening in the palatial Chandler estate in the basement and uh, watching another Another film while enjoying some party favors together. Uh, looking forward to that yes. again. Maybe we'll have to do another Argeno movie. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. We have to come back and maybe uh, we'll do another, uh, 
uh, Argento movie and uh, check it out. But uh, yeah, it was great seeing you guys and and uh, yeah, Jerry's Jerry's place is a very accommodating and enjoyable. And and you know, thank you so much for having me on this on this podcast. I uh, really enjoyed my time and it was really fun to talk about it. And I'm glad you got a perspective from a rookie like me about uh, the movie. But you know, at least it, it, you got a, a per, pure perspective. And, uh, you know, that's kind of refreshing sometimes. So thank you again for having me. Absolutely. And I think we can both both also thank Paige for her hospitality. Uh, yes. She didn't yeah. she didn't uh, partake in the film with us, but uh, she uh, she definitely was very hospitable and a lovely host. And uh, it was a very, very good evening. And I agree. I can't wait to get back down there. We'll see you again. Now, we are going to see you at Horror Hound, though, right? In Cincinnati? Correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so... No problem. All right. Well, if we don't yeah. if we don't make it up to your area before then, we will definitely see you in Cincinnati at Horror Hound, and hopefully everybody listening as well. Come up to the table and say hello to Steve. Perfect. Excellent. Thanks, All right, man. Steve. Thanks a lot, and we'll talk to you next time. Yeah, take care. Yep. Bye bye. Again, thank you so much, Steve Roy, for taking your time also to talk to the friends and fans of Synapse Films. And thank you for your perspective on the Dario Argento film Phenomena and the release that Synapse Films has recently put out in conjunction with Arrow. Once again, folks, do not forget July 26th is the street date for the dual format 4K and Blu-ray release of Tenebrae. That being said, I would like to read you an announcement that is on the Synapse website regarding the street date for Tenebrae. While we are sharing assets and working in conjunction with Arrow Films on the product, we have specific requirements for street dates and announcement info with MVD, our U.S. distributor. For now, we're setting the proposed date as July 26, 2022. This could change slightly, but we will strive for this date as best we can. So there you have it, July 26, and fingers crossed that that date can be honored. If not... There's your explanation why, and we will be right on it, making sure everyone knows what the adjusted date would be if need be. As Jerry and I discussed, also keep your eyes peeled for the Impulse Pictures podcast that should be coming very soon. Last up, remember, if you have any comments or questions regarding the podcast... You can email me at tim at synapsefilms.com. That is tim at synapsefilms.com. It was an honor and a pleasure to be your tour guide on this journey into all things Synapse Films. Until we meet again, be safe, be good to each other, and be right back here next time for the next episode of the Synapse Films Podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Synapse Films Podcast. We couldn't be here without you, the fans. So from the bottom of our hearts, we thank you for your continuing support of Synapse Films.
Everybody's